there, and welcome to Dear Fandom, where everything you like is terrible, and that's okay. I'm Megan. I'm Hillary. And today we're going to talk about uh, cosplay, which is my first foray into serious fandomness in real life. Fish. Yeah, I, that's about right. <laughs> I always find it really interesting how our first forays into fandom really match who we are as people because mine was fan fiction and yours was cosplay <laughs> it was uh as i said in a pre so we talked about our experiences with fandom as a whole uh so like you know just in general uh like cosplay manga comic books things like that um my first exposure to a, a convention and cosplay in general was uh going to a puffy Yumi concert at irving plaza and puffy Yumi, uh they used to do the they did the theme song for the teen titans tv show and uh, uh they had they handed out flyers for uh anime next which is a convention that used to be held in north jersey it is no longer held in north jersey it's held in atlantic city uh and i saw it and then it said on, on the on the flyer it said uh costumes and i was like oh my god and uh the rest is history, and that history ended in 2009 because it got to be too expensive, so I stopped. <laughs> yeah, you wanted to do other things. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And um, so, brief overview, cosplay was coined in the mid-'80s in Japan. It's short for costume play. The difference between costume play and costuming via, like, Halloween is the costume play involves not just dressing like the character, but also acting like your character. Um, we, this is our second time recording, but the first time I used the comparison of a guy just saying, it's a me, Mario, and then getting drunk and, you know, doing a keg stand. Uh, a cosplay version of Mario would not just be a, it's a me, Mario, but a guy dressed up as Mario running up to people dressed up as, let's say, Bowser or Peach and like being like, oh, save are you princess? And then like running away or something. <laughs> so that's, that's the crowbar separation is dressing I... up like Mario isn't just cosplay. It's making sure everyone knows how fake Italian you can be. We believe in you, sir. <laughs> Do you sound like a guy from South Philadelphia? Great. <laughs> Mario's one of those costumes that uh, it's it's you'll see it at every convention, no matter where at where it is. Um, and I and one of the things about conventions and cosplay in general is in the beginning it was meant to specifically focus on Japan centric uh, subject matter, so mm -hmm. anime, manga, J dramas, J rock, J pop act, like people. Um, it's it's not. It's not, it was not specific to comic books uh, or Americanized things. Now, uh, cosplay is all encompassing of all fandom, all nerd culture. So uh, San Diego Comic-Con, you'll have people who won't just dress up as superheroes. You'll get uh, like, like Brian Cranston dressed up as Walter White one year and he put on a Walter White mask and everyone was like, that's a great costume. Uh, and nobody could clock that it was Brian that Cranston. That it was Brian Cranston, yeah. And what's so amazing is um, some of my favorite stories about cosplay actually involve celebrities. Um, Hugh Jackman dressed up as Wolverine to San Diego Comic-Con, which is attended by tens of thousands or 100,000, I believe, certain years of people uh, in, a, in a single weekend, a three-day weekend. And um, Hugh Jackman dressed up as Wolverine. And uh, nobody recognized him as Hugh Jackman, number one. And number two, he didn't receive any compliments. The only thing was he had a couple of, like, you know, neckbeards clap to him and go, you know, Wolverine isn't that tall, right? <laughs> imagine, imagine just, like, it's... You don't understand. That's such... That hits my heart so true because... One of the worst parts of cosplay, but also like simultaneously a good part, is that cosplay is a gate. Like you open that gate and you're like, wow, look at all these different channels I can get into. But the people who stand in front of the gate truly deserve to be set on fire. I hate them. <laughs> the idea of looking at you, Jackman, six foot three, you, Jackman, 
jacked as all hell with the sideburns and the wolverine hair with the wolverine claws and a wife beater and pants so tight i can see his religion <laughs> you know okay, you know that's the only context they feel safe walking up to a man like that and criticizing him because you know they'd cross the goddamn street if they saw him in <laughs> excuse me you you know wolverine is in fact five foot three and he just he does like a hulk punch and the guy goes across the room <laughs> i just i i just want that same person to like go up to somebody dressed as like uh, like a transformer and be like excuse me I don't see any coolant in your system. And they'll be like, fuck, man, you got me. I'm not a car. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible and wonderful. So uh, as, as you may have guessed, there are many different kinds of cosplay. You'll have people who will dress in simple costumes, like a Wolverine from the movies. Wife beater pants, wig, you're done. Like some claws. Now, and then you'll have other people who will dress as Transformers. And you're like, that's a $10,000 or 10,000 hour costume made out of cardboard, but it took you such a long time to make. And it's it's kind of amazing to see how crazy and varied cosplay can be. And at conventions specifically, you'll get certain types of cosplay. A Comic-Con such as San Diego or New York Comic-Con, it's more all-encompassing. You'll get all different, like um, the umbrella of fandom underneath it. Then you have specific anime conventions where you're going to specifically get more anime and uh, Japanese kind of styled costumes, cosplays. And then you'll have... Uh, there's specific conventions dedicated to My Little Pony, The Walking Dead, uh, Disney, and all of the Harry Potter. Of course, Harry Potter. How could I forget Harry Potter? Leaky they all Con have does. specific like costumes within that fandom at those conventions. But I'm going to talk mostly about uh, either an overarching umbrella cosplay or specific to anime, manga, video games. So... Some things that are wonderful about cosplay is cosplay is not determined by gender or sexual orientation or anything like that. What's so great is um, you can look any kind of way and dress as any kind of person. So let's say you're a cis woman and you decide, I want to go as Tamaki from Oran High School Host Club. And as you cosplay as Tamaki, you it, it helps for a lot of people I know personally, uh, cosplaying really helped them experiment with their gender identity because for some people it may seem like it's set in stone and this isn't again this isn't like this is just my anecdotal evidence i just want to clarify um but for some people the idea of experimenting with their gender identity at a convention where it is somewhat of a safe space depending obviously you say you don't run into those people who are like um i want you to know that tamaki actually didn't have blonde highlights he was completely a natural blonde and you'd be like I am completely naturally going to punch you in the face. Um, I and you would. You honestly, I would. I would punch so many guys who gatekeep because I'd be like, "That's so crazy." Where's your Tamaki cosplay? And they'd be like, "I don't, I don't cosplay." Like, then how about you shut your mouth? It's like you know, you know, it's an anime, and that if like that had been a real life occurrence, that Tamaki would also have brown hair and brown eyes. Like, yeah, I mean, did you know that in Sailor Moon, blue hair is not naturally grown out of the scalp, guys? I don't know if I'm like blowing your mind, but it's crazy. Blue-haired people aren't real. I mean, they are real. Huh? Imagine like you walk up to someone with blue hair. You're not. Real. You're not real. I'm closing my eyes. This is a hallucination. <laughs> as okay as someone who has had blue hair i'd be like valid <laughs> <laughs> so um it's it's wonderful with cosplay that you can experiment with not just your gender identity but for a lot of people especially teens cosplay is so big with teens i got into cosplay when i was a teenager and you use cosplay as kind of this way to help you figure out i think a lot of things that some people 
may not uh, be able to express to their friends group or their family, specifically in the mid 2000s as well. Um, and with nerds, with that under that overarching umbrella of like us all being outcasts, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, it's way too popular to like be considered an outcast unless you're like, yeah, I'm really into like furry lolies. And you'd be like, we got to leave you alone. <laughs> um, but we need to call the police. We're calling the cops. I'm leaving you alone, Albert. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My God. And uh, so, like, there was definitely a lot of uh, teenagers who would find other teenagers, and you'd and you'd be like, "Oh, okay, we're gonna dress up as." I, I'm using Oron as an example because I cosplayed from Oron Ice Clueless Club. I cosplayed from Oron. I cosplayed from D Gray Man, uh, Fruits Basket with Hillary uh, when we were younger. Like, Hillary was 15, and I was no, I was. Was that, yes, I was 17. I just turned 17 and Hillary was 15, about to be 16. Mm -hmm. And um, what else? Uh, Loveless, which is a Ugh. rough manga to read, guys. Loveless Don't read it. Rough, do not. Loveless is rough, but it also has to deal with um, illegal relationships. Um, don't don't read it, but uh, I guess, you know, um, don't read it. <laughs> don't yeah, read it, guys. We cannot condone it. No, but it is about, uh, there, it's gay. It's a little gay. It's a little gay, but like illegal gay. Um, like illegal gay in the sense, like it's a child and an adult man. Uh, don't do that. Like be as gay as you want. Like I'm here for gay, but don't be gay with a child. Um, cause that's, you know, that's child. not gay. That's, that's a disease. And yeah, that's, that's an official dear fandom opinion. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. It's an official opinion. So I went as, uh, but I would, I would also like to preface this and say that I went as the adult character when I was a child and the person that dressed up as a child was actually an adult. <laughs> I, oh yeah, that person was really short. Yeah, yeah. So it was, uh, one of the things that's very popular in cosplay is crossplay, which means you dress as the gender opposite of what you identify as. Uh, so a lot of a lot of people found their gender identity through crossplay. Uh, with me, um, I just liked dressing up as guys because I am a five foot eleven woman. So there's not a lot of like dainty little girl characters that I felt comfortable dressing up as. And I think that's the appropriate way for me to describe it. It was it was something that you wanted to feel comfortable. Whatever you dressed up as, it was something you wanted to feel comfortable dressed up as. And for me as a teenager, I didn't feel comfortable in very girly things. I didn't I felt that the men in anime and manga were a lot more beautiful and I felt that I could dress up as them more realistically than as a, a girl character. So, um that was really like empowering for me. And it, it was a way for me to like own my height and enjoy my height. Uh, and you, there was, there was definitely no, there was no shortage of, of people who were shorter than me. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and it also helps. So like in the example of Loveless, where I was dressed as, uh, Sobe and, uh, another one of my friends was dressed as Ritzka, uh, you would, I mean, to be honest, I think, I think we both discussed like, uh, me and her, uh, that I'm not using names by the way, just because, you know anonymity we're gonna be safe also i don't remember it <laughs> um, um we talked about the the the, the manga and we were just like yeah it's kind of weird Sobi's like 18 or 19 right and ritzka's 12 and i was like just don't say that out loud because now you know that i'm doing this uh, now, now we're having this conversation and now i've got to go home and change <laughs> um, and it was uh it was an interesting conversation to have but, oh God! But yeah, it's something that that cosplay is this kind of 
world that you can open up to yourself. You can experiment with your gender identity. If you identify as queer, um, especially like with regards to your sexuality, if you're, if you're, you know, if, especially with a lot of the mid 2000s, it was like, you're straight shoving down your throat, like Disney princess model. Um, and you had this idea of, well, I'll dress as a guy and my girlfriend will also dress as a guy and then we'll kiss and we'll say it's gay, but it's not gay because we're girls. <laughs> well, I, you know, as when I did the Fruits Basket cosplay with you, I just thought it was really fun. And I got to dress in comfy, like, clothes. And, like, nobody thought my short hair was weird, whereas a lot of people I knew thought my short hair was weird. And... You know, th- that felt very, like, safe and cool for me, and nobody questioned yeah. it. Like, it was Absolutely. awesome. It's, it's one of those places where I think that the gamut runs very wide with what kind of people will accept, what people will accept. Um, super femme guys, super, like, like gender expression and gender identity, you can, it, like, it can literally run to super femme, super butch, anywhere in between. Uh, you can identify as male, female, non-binary, anything like that. And it's not, nobody's going to question you. Nobody's going to challenge you on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of people will use the pronouns of the character you're dressed as specifically and will use your character's name as your name. So it's really great, especially for people uh, in the 2000s. The trans conversation was, was not something that a lot of people were, I think, willing to have at that time. I think conversations about like transitioning and the idea that, you know, uh, trans people were real and around and existed in every facet of our lives. I think a lot of people weren't willing to have that conversation at that moment. And uh, in cons, in cosplay specifically, had this idea that like, so if you're dressed as like, I was dressed as light at, for a convention at one point. And if somebody needed to grab my attention, they didn't need to know my name. They saw that I was dressed as light from Death Note and they go, light, yo, buddy, come over here. And you would just be in character and you're like, I'm light. I'm a guy. I'm going to act like light does in this situation or like I'm going to act like L does in this situation. And I happen to know a few people who I used to cosplay with who have transitioned because cosplay helped them realize that, you know, it's there are people who will love you and care about you no matter what. You don't have to hide who you are. There's no closet in the cosplay community. If um, I guess it, it's it's I don't want to say there's no closet in the cosplay community, period. I think if you find that space, you find that convention where you feel safe, there's no, the closet's been destroyed. You can identify fully and wholly as you wish. You know, there's nobody telling you you can't. Obviously, that's not true 100% of the time. There are definite cases where you'll have people who will just be out to ruin your day. You'll have people who will tell you Jackman, he's wrong. He's dressed for the character wrong. And if people are telling you Jackman that, just imagine what they're telling people who aren't you Jackman. Uh, And that's the sad part. But I do think the silver lining is that cosplay has really helped a lot of people with their identity. You know, figure out that this is... You know, that identity is something that is fluid. It is in motion. It is not something that is set in stone from the moment you were born. No, I I think that's really cool. And that's uh, that's not... I said this in the prior time we recorded this before my internet crashed, unfortunately. But <laughs> um, I kind of want to reiterate it that that is not something... I would have considered, I considered the whole, like, outcast, and I know the the sort of LGBT angle, the sort of, like, me and my girlfriend are going to dress up as two dudes and make out, but it's yowie, but it's not, you know, like, yeah. and we get, a, we get away. I th- Yeah, I think in the mid-2000s, the conversation was so angled toward, like, 
gay and lesbian people mm. and like the b and the t were not even like the t let alone was not considered at all so yeah. i also would say even, even by erasure was just so rampant in the, <laughs> the 2000s it was like well i'm dressed as a guy i'm kissing my friend who's also dressed as a guy we're both girls though and i have a boyfriend at home so it's not gay and i'm like that's true it is not gay you are correct <laughs> like it's just... not gay but it's also not straight girl <laughs> you're, 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 you're there the point it's there it's there you're missing it so oh my god you're like, so oh, close <laughs> you're so close you got this emily you can do it um but now now the cosplay community now i haven't been to a convention uh, in a long time and not this year either because there's this thing uh it's called a pandemic so if there was a convention and somebody went to it i'd be angry at them uh because that's dumb you know it's not essential the convention the convention the convention <laughs> essential dress up in your house um take a picture please <laughs> and what's so crazy is like i've said teens flock to cosplay that's where i got into it and it's just this idea of your identity you can be who you want to be you're you know you may be like a quiet meek kid in 10th grade but you can dress up as tuxedo mask and throw flowers at people's faces and be obnoxious as shit and nobody's going to question it because and then like run away and people are like ah oh, yeah tuxedo mask does do nothing um, <laughs> and he it's is fun. he is useless he is useless wow i, I hate it thanks um, <laughs> and it's great and then it's it's just as the years have progressed uh, cosplay has become such a it, it's it's in the way of like uh Instagram has like warped a lot of people's mindsets of how they view themselves. And oh, yeah. cosplay is no exception to this. Cosplay, in fact, is one of the worst pe offenders of uh, dysmorphia with regards to people's bodies. Because anime characters don't look like humans. Uh, they don't. I don't care if they have five fingers, five toes, and breathe whatever is air in their world, but there is no way anime characters look like a real human anime characters specifically like the girl characters in anime their breasts are are half of their body weight and they should have a broken spine if that were true uh they should not be able to stand upright their waists are ridiculously tiny i mean they make barbie laugh with regards to their proportions and uh and like things like tiktok or um, Instagram have created this like, you know, idealized version of this anime character. You you can face tune and edit your body to look more anime-esque. So that so what happens is for anyone who's new into cosplay and you just like go on TikTok and you're like cosplay, and then you see somebody dressed as whatever character from whatever series you like, like Hatsune Miku was really big when I got out of cosplay. And, uh, and to see somebody who would look like an anime character, you'd look at yourself in the mirror and you'd go, well, I don't look anything like that. And it's, there's a lot of, a lot more, I think, uh, especially for teens, like teens go through this very, Hillary mentioned this in the first record. Sorry guys. I wish I could have saved it for you. <laughs> <laughs> but Hillary mentioned this in the first time we recorded. And when you're a teenager, you're, your self-esteem is a roller coaster. Puberty sucks, guys. I'm certain we can all agree on yeah, that. Puberty sucks, and no matter what, it is there are very few teenagers out there who are preternaturally beautiful. Very yeah. few. All of us had awkward phases. Megan and I are pretty hot now, but we were both really awkward when we were teenagers. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, if my 17-year-old self could see... Because I, co I cosplayed... By cosplayed, I mean I just dressed up as Raven for Halloween last year. 
Yeah. Not this it looked year. great. <laughs> it looked so good. Oh my god, the amount of shapewear I wore though was bad because what happened was I I put on uh, like a like a corset type shapewear and then I ate a lot of Tostitos and then I had to go to the hospital. So, and I wish I was joking about that guys and I'm not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like my I love you so much. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, don't worry. I am not going to have a lump or a bump on me. But, oh, my God, is that chips and salsa? <laughs> Yo, me as hell. Like 30 minutes later, my stomach is in severe pain. Me and trying I go to the not hospital. To, and they're that's like, literally me trying not to eat at your wedding because of the amount <laughs> of shapewear I was wearing. It's insane. I went to the hospital in my Raven costume. There is literally a picture of me with the face paint from Raven from Teen Titans, my wig on, my... Co- and they, they, the doctor came up to me and was like, so what's going on? And I'm like, I'm having severe stomach pains. And then he's like pressing my stomach. And then he goes, are you wearing a corset? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, take it off. Like, <laughs> like that wouldn't be the first choice. And I was like, oh... I'm also wearing two pairs of tights. He's like, take them off. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so, guys, um, if you're a teenager and you're getting into cosplay, people don't look like that. People don't. It's a lot of shapewear. It's it's become so theatrical. It's become more theatrical. Like, Broadway is more realistic in terms of body type it's than sh- uh, any given convention is nowadays. It's shapewear. And if it's a photograph, it's face tuning and editing and Photoshop. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And- and the biggest named cosplayers are the worst offenders of all. Jessica Nagiri and Yaya Han have been doing cosplay as long as I've been into it. Uh, a little bit longer for uh, for Yaya Han, a little bit less for uh, Jessica Nagiri. And they both have uh, very large breasts, very small waists, and very, like, poreless faces. Like, and I mean it. They have not a single pore that you can see on their face. And it's, it's, it's hard to see and they they insist that they have had no plastic surgery they that their skin is just naturally this this fine and and you know no issues and and their complexion is honestly they just wake up bathe in the blood of young babies and then go to sleep again i guess um because it's just i think as somebody yaya han specifically is an ambassador of cosplay and for me personally if you're going to claim you're the ambassador of something you want to be representative of the community that you're supposed to be the ambassador of. So if you have gotten plastic surgery to increase your bust size or your bra size or your cup size, be honest about it. Be like, yeah, so I spent $30,000 on these breasts and I want to let you know that because I worked hard for them. (laughs) Don't squeeze them. They'll pop. (laughs) Don't lie. There's no reason to lie. As a fan, if you're into Yaya Han because she makes good costumes, then her breasts are ir- irrelevant to whether or not you think she's a good cosplayer. If you're a guy and you like jacking off to her, I have some news for you all. Porn stars also invest in plastic surgery, and it doesn't make them less of a person. It just makes them somebody who's gotten plastic surgery. Like, that's literally the only definition of somebody who's had plastic surgery. Uh, I will tell you, though, that no matter how hard you take sandpaper to your face and get as many vampire facials as you fucking want, pores exist, and they're not going away. Yeah, I apologize, children. (laughs) It's true. Pores are real. It's Photoshop. It's Botox. It's... It's, it's disappointing is what it is. Yeah, no, it's, I just like, why lie? Like so many, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, I was watching a Try Guys video with um, uh, Eugene in it and he had this Korean pop star named Jessie in it. And Jessie has come under fire because she, in a, in an industry where tons of people get plastic surgery and won't cop to it, 
openly was like, yeah, I've had tons of work done. Like, what are you talking about? Like, obviously I've had work done. Like, do you think my boobs were this big naturally? No. Like, I, I, I just, if you're going to spend money on the surgery, fucking claim it. Yeah, that means you got the money. This is like, this is the same person. I used this example with Hillary in a conversation. I was like, if I bought a Mercedes and drove it up to my friends, I'd be like, yeah, so this is actually a Hyundai. I just made it into a Mercedes through sheer will and hard work. No, I'd be like, yo, who wants to ride? <laughs> and that's the thing is plastic surgery is not in, there is no moral alignment for fake titties, guys. You don't you don't become lawful good by having fake titties and you're not chaotic evil if you don't. Like I there's just, no <laughs> Like I would like I have considered getting fake titties in my lifetime. I have. Like cuz I, mean, I I'm not I'd be, gifted. I'd be lying to you if I said I hadn't considered not just fake boobs but like the whole kitten caboodle with regards to plastic surgery. It's okay to think about it. It's okay to get it. Just if you do, be honest, right? Yeah, I know. And that's like you if you've had work done, just no one is going to like, and the people who matter won't think less of you because of it. If some some neckbeard living in his mother's basement is upset because your his masturbatory fantasy of you is ruined somehow, <laughs> I, like I have bad news. Like you said, I have so, bad news. About I have every- so much bad news for Timothy. All right, I've Timothy. Listen to me. All right, I have to tell you something. Um, also, Yuki from that anime you really like, she's not real. I have some news. She doesn't. She's animated. And animation, in fact, is only two-dimensional. You can't. I mean, you can try to. Those body pillows exist for a reason. God bless that industry. Because, oh, man, they've saved a lot of ladies from having to deal with those motherfuckers. But, uh, Timothy, look at me. I uh, No, she's not real. She's not. And if she were real, she'd date somebody who's definitely not you. Okay, yeah. Tim? And to, to kind of talk, kind of, like, transition a little bit into gatekeeping... Um, I've seen, like, you see this a lot in, like, people's, people's, like, people's critiques in, like, fan spaces and stuff like that. The, the dudes critiquing the Hugh Jackmans and stuff like that. But, like, the men being overly critical of, like, women in costumes because they don't look exactly like the anime character or the character. Meanwhile, like, an actual woman would not have proportions like that. Like, yeah, it's it's not just that. But what I also hate is the idea that so let's say, for instance, you're dressed up as a character from Kingdom Hearts, which is, you know, one of my favorite video game series in the entire freaking world. And um, you dressed up as Riku, whatever. And then a guy comes up to you, starts talking about, um, excuse me, but uh, did you even know that you're technically not wearing the right sheet of blue for Riku's pants? And you'd be like, man, did you know you're not wearing the right type of deodorant, which is any at all? Uh, please put that on. Because it's the idea that you that, that people start to test you on your knowledge. You're like, oh, I really love Kingdom Hearts. And they're like, really? So what did you think of that level in Birth by Sleep with Aqua? And you'd be like... Well, that's a very specific question. I did not know we were taking an exam today. I it's it's just God. upsetting and, and and very infuriating to me as a woman in fandom to be tested. Like we gotta prove it. Like I'm sorry, sir. What? Excuse me. Um, I'm sorry. Hold on. Oh. Do you think I would lie about being into a, a video game series that combines Final Fantasy and Disney? You think I'd lie about that? You think like what am I doing it for points to get every guy I've ever known in bed? Because let me tell you, it only worked once, and I'm married and have a child now. <laughs> technically, <laughs> technically, he wasn't even into it, like, really, when we started dating. 
God. I'm into what I'm into because I'm into it. And to think I was doing it for guys is just like... Yeah, and I think that that approach to cosplay and, like, fandom in general, like, like oh, she, she cosplays this character because it's easy and accessible. Like, for... To give kind of... I, I'll give my example of, like, a time this happened to me. I was in a comic book shop and... Um, I was reading this um, this book, uh, Robert Crumb book, and he was uh, like a prolific American comic book artist in the like the mid twentieth century, and uh, he did an illustrated version of the Book of Genesis, which was in a museum. It was fascinating. It's really cool. Um, a guy walks up to me and he was like, oh, you like Robert Crumb, huh? And I was like, yeah, like, did you see, um, the thing that was at the Whitney about the, the book of Genesis? And he like walked away and I was like, what was the point of that? <laughs> I, I wish I could tell you how many times I have been tested on my knowledge with regards to, uh, fandom. Tested. So like, it's, it's, uh, like one, one specific example that I can think of. This was back in the days of AIM, uh, <sighs> and... And what would happen is, is I'd have a conversation. I know, right? I'd have a conversation about. I really liked this show called D Gundam Double O. Uh, it was the only Gundam I was really into. I was not into Gundam Seed, Destiny, or, or you had any a of the original in your Gundams. Room. I did. I loved Gundam Double O. Um, I actually owned it on DVD as well. I haven't watched it in a very long time, but um, I was very into it. So I was talking to this guy uh, who happened to be somebody who went to the conventions that I went to. And we were not in a relationship. We never dated. It was just a friendship thing. And I told him I had just started watching Gundam Double O. And he proceeded to give me this uh, big, long talking to about how Gundam Double O isn't a legitimate Gundam. If I want to start Gundam, I got to start on Gundam Seed, all right? And he just proceeded to talk to me about how I wasn't allowed to like Gundam Double O because there were better Gundams out there. And that's like me going up to someone and being like, listen, are you starting on Kingdom Hearts 3 without playing all 18 other games. It's really confusing, so let me know if you need any help. <laughs> <laughs> you see, like, I mean, and, like, when women, like, to kind of drag, like, drag this sort of back to Yaya Han and, like, her attitude from what you told me in the last time we recorded this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll go back um, to that, guys. When we still got women time. participate in this behavior, it's even more insidious because it's, like, do yeah. not do what these men are doing to us. Do not do that. We have to support each other. Like, God, it's yeah. so, ugh. It's, the thing is, it's, it's so twofold because Yaya Han is a legitimately good costumer. She is. There's no, there's no two ways about it. Her costumes are phenomenal. She is a very highly skilled seamstress, and there's no part of me that's complaining about her skills or the quality of her costumes. Mm -hmm. I just don't believe that, um, like, there was, there was this TV show that came out on Sci-Fi, uh, 2013, 2014, uh, Heroes of Cosplay, and, uh, and she was very, like, it's, it's, I mean, obviously reality TV does skew it a kind of way, but like there was this one person, uh, I think it was in the second season and <laughs> funny enough, I actually did kind of know him in real life. Uh, he went as Miggy Jagger, uh, his, that was his cosplay name. And, um, and he was like getting drunk at the con because of course you did. You spent, you, you took off on Friday and Monday. You're going to drink this weekend. You're going to be around a bunch of people who don't bathe. You got to yeah, drink, back guys. When I, back when I was drinking, like, when I went to Riot Fest, it was like Thursday through Sunday. I got shit faced. <laughs> Exactly. And the thing is, with cons, like, there'll always be a rave, usually on Friday night and Saturday night. And just imagine, like, a bunch of sober teenagers just like, yay, light show, woo. No, of course not, guys. <laughs> we were drunk children. 
I was not uh, drunk because I I didn't stay up that late. I had to be up early for a photo shoot. <laughs> You're so cute. Really Never was. change. Guys, the first time I had alcohol was three months before my 21st birthday. It was exciting. <laughs> God. I don't want to talk uh, about my first time. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, like... If, if I was an adult at a convention, I wanted to go actually this year because I was pregnant and I was like, I'm going to only have, you know, I wanted to do uh, one of my favorite movies is uh, Heo Miyazaki's Kiwi De- Ki- Kiwi's Delivery Service, Kiki's Delivery Service. And uh, there's a character who's a pregnant woman named Osono. And I had a green dress and I had a white apron and I had a wig that worked and everything. And I was just like, fucking pandemics. Um, and but like that's the thing is there's a character for everyone there are pregnant people you can cosplay as there are cosplays for little girls there are cosplays for people who who uh, want to dress up as a princess or want to dress up as a soldier or want to dress up as a machine or want to dress cos- up there are costumes for non-binary people specifically like She-Ra has a non-binary character exactly and it's a cool I mean- character it's amazing, and you can dress up like fur, like the furry community is absolutely and totally embraced in the con convention because you have characters like Ratchet and Clank, mm-hmm. you have characters like uh like Crash Bandicoot, where people love Crash. Who wouldn't want to dress up as Crash? Mm-hmm. So you dress up as Crash, and it's great, and it's fun. It's it's a, it's a great community. It's just like everyone needs to take a gigantic collective deep breath in, release, and realize that. They're gatekeeping this community serves purposes for no one. You don't win any extra points because you're hotter and skinnier than anybody else at the con. In fact, it's I feel like it may be more of a rough time for you because uh, you're going to get that unwanted harassment a lot more frequently than, let's say, somebody who didn't in, like who, who's wearing a, maybe uh, a more bulky costume, lots of lots of uh, belts or, or cloak or something, and somebody who's wearing a less of a like less a more revealing costume may be harassed a bit more and that's another thing at conventions and cosplay that you do take a risk with is harassment doesn't go away it's gotten better in terms of like the the procedures to protect cosplayers cosplayers now have the look but don't touch policy but it doesn't stop people like people will still grab you and touch you and especially with a heavy concentration of teenagers it's scary. It's definitely mm-hmm. scary. It's it's not less scary now, but it was definitely a lot scarier when you're a teenager and you're going through it. Yeah, and it was also like a lot scarier when we were kids. Yeah. Well, there was no there was no way to patrol like who was an adult man and who was a teenager because a lot of parents just made the assumption that these conventions were only teens. They were like, why would an adult go to this? Yeah, <laughs> That's oh my, stupid. Oh my why God. would an adult go to this thing? It was never, like, I was uh, I was watching a video about the last BronyCon with Jenny Nicholson. And, um, which That's is... A, that's a great video, guys. You should absolutely... It's, a, it's a fantastic wonderful. video. It is so worth it. It's like an hour and a half long, but it's so worth it. If you have, like, a work day and you're, like, at home and you don't have somebody, like, watching you, like, put your phone down, like, put your headphones in. That shit, perfect. Love it. Continue, anyway. Yeah. So, she talks about going to a con. I mean, that con had mostly adults at it, but, like, they were behaving themselves. They were mostly, like, collectors and traders, but she went with her mom, and that was so alien to me. I was like, my mother never supervised me for anything i went to (laughs) my mom went to the first anime convention i went to which was when i was 16 and caitlin was 14 and then the second one when i was 17 she's like you're safe you're fine go ahead (laughs) 
And you were like, ha And I was like, I am an adult now. And I was not an adult, guys. Spoiler alert. I was not an adult. I'm not any more of an but, adult than I was. <laughs> but I'm going to take this opportunity uh, to, uh, because uh, Megan is my best friend in the entire world. Um, and I love her so much. I'm terrified. I'm going what are we to, doing? I'm going to gently roast her. Oh, good. Just, um, just like a, like a, like a two fifty. Yeah, yeah. Um, one time, Megan did a cosplay, and she thought, "Hmm, I'm not gonna buy a wig. I'm gonna oh dye my hair black." Oh my god! Why would you? Why would you? Why are you displaying my secrets? <laughs> Don't display my secrets. <laughs> it actually looked good. But <laughs> thank you because let me tell you, I cut my hair the day before the convention, and I had never dyed my hair before, and I had never cu- I, I had cut it that short, but I had never cut it that short. And there's a time and a place to get a black bob. Um, that the day before a convention is not one of them because. I also, I, I again, I, my mom dropped me off at the convention and she went, see you in a week, in a few days. And I, I can't believe that. Like, what? Are you shitting me? That is my favorite. Like, your personal lore is, like, incredible. It's- this was a convention. I, okay, it's, I don't care. You can Google this. There's nothing online. It's from 13 years ago. It's Manga Next, which doesn't exist. It was held for, I think, one or two years. And I went the second year, I believe. Nobody and likes to read. Nobody likes to read. Who the hell likes to read? And I I had done a cosplay chess with that. I And cosplay chess is, like, perfect. You know, you have characters, um, you know, as, like, the pawns, as the queen, as the king. And I was the king. But it was shonen versus shoujo. That was the theme. So you had, like, Naruto, Bleach, One Piece on one side. And you had like Sailor Moon or in High School Host Club, all this other stuff on the other side. And I was King Haruhi because I had cut my hair short and dyed it black. So it looked like Haruhi's from or on High School Host Club. And man, oh man, um, it was great because we ended up winning. The, shonen, the shoujo side ended up winning. And in order for me to win, I, uh, I was up against somebody. I can't even remember what the character was. And I didn't know what to do. I remembered specifically, though, I'm like, oh, Haruhi can't sing. So I threw up in my arms and sang Kiss Kiss Fall in Love in the worst screechiest voice I could. And I think it was some character from Bleach. And he just, like, collapsed on the floor. And I felt so whole in that moment. (laughs) (laughs) You see, it wasn't a bad idea. Your black hair gave you strength. It did. It did. And I I loved it. It was great. And it was a small convention. It was like, I think it, like a thousand people maybe came. And it was lovely. And I had a lot of fun. Uh, and with bigger cons like like San Diego Comic Con, there is absolutely a lot of beautiful things to be done with, with smaller groups at those conventions. But the shared experience is very different. You have the people who are going to see the Marvel panel that, you know, they wait 16 hours in line for. And those are not the same kind of people who are just going to dress up and act a fool in front of a convention center. It's it's a very different, like, like for, tr- for all intents and purposes, San Diego Comic-Con is really about finding out, like, as close as you can to getting involved in the, the production of your fandom. Like, you know, finding out about what Spider-Man movie is next, or uh, how many seasons of Supernatural there will be, or why am I so Do not talk to about Jeffrey Supernatural Dean. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I, okay, well, my favorite topic is why am I attracted to Jeffrey Dean Morgan so hard? Um, <laughs> it's just okay to get off topic, but this has to be in the episode. Supernatural just ended, and there's just been so much squabble about. It. 
I I have some news for everyone. I've never seen a single episode of Supernatural. Don't. I plan to not ever. Um, but it's great because there's some there's certain ways to piss off people, and I love and I love to piss off Supernatural fans. And I'm like, oh my god, Supernatural. That's the one with um. Oh my god, it's uh, Johnson, right? John 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 Johnson Ackles, and they're like, how dare you take the Lord of my? How dare you take the Lord's name in vain? How dare you? <laughs> now I don't really know anything about it but i think um one of them's an angel and then there's a guy uh and he owns a sedan it's like a four-door um and it's got a trunk i think they have a crowbar in it sometimes they change the tire it's an impala (laughs) 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 oh it's not a four-door oh damn it i really was holding out hope for that four-door impalas (sighs) are four-door Oh, God damn it. I think they are. I don't know. Hillary, <laughs> how could you betray me in front of my audience? Okay, like that's this? a big cosplaying fandom. That's a huge fandom, and that's a that's big... A lo- that's a lot there, of there's, there's a big slash fandom in there. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, like, I, I discovered I was not straight at... Uh, just at the time when I turned on uh, the CW and they were showing Supernatural, and then six and a half years later, I'm uh, gay and married, guys. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> And it's great. Uh, thanks, Supernatural. You're doing great. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry you're over. Or, or glad you came? I don't know. We'll figure it out later. Uh, but it's it's great mostly because uh, Supernatural is one of those fandoms where you're just like, you see them at the convention and you're like, well, I'm going to head over in that direction. Or if you're really into Supernatural, you'll run directly at them. Uh, and and it's, it's fun. It's fun to go to a con, find people who obsessively love something that you really, truly love. Like... The, the reason I've never cosplayed from any Kingdom Hearts game is because there's this thing, it's called money, and I like having it in my account. So uh, <laughs> if I wanted to get a Kingdom Hearts cosplay custom made that wasn't like really shitty looking, I'd have to take that money out of my account, hand it to someone else, and say, please use your skills and talent to make me this thing. And they'd be like, absolutely, and I will be paid fairly for such a thing. And I'd be like, absolutely, as you should. And they'd be like, great, $1,500, please. And I'd go, I know. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Great. I love it. I'm going to be Sora. And sort of missing my money. Um, I never, I never cosplayed because, um, I am, I am very much, I don't, I don't know, like, I don't know why, because I did theater as a kid and I was a theater major in college. So like, I don't, I think I need context in order yeah, to, you got to be really into something to get into cosplaying it. And, and I mean, like, like the reason I really liked cosplaying as Raven is because I watched every episode of Teen Titans used to roleplay as Raven. Like, it was so much fun. I, I've dressed up as an adult as Zool from Ghostbusters, but that's because I've seen Ghostbusters about 683 times. God, that was so hot. It's so great. <laughs> Guys, that's a really good costume I did. It's a really, really pretty one. Uh, thank you. Thank like, you. Thank I you. have done great Halloween costumes and kind of cosplayed in them. That's the only context. I did Zaphod Beeblebrocks one year from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And I took a doll that looked like me and ripped its head out and like put it through a blazer. It was really cool, actually. (laughs) I mean, you've also dressed up as Princess Carolyn. Princess Carolyn. That was a really good one. Yeah. And offish, you know. Um, Princess Carolyn (laughs) was really fun. That's another one. That's like that's the thing is like the costumes and like Bojack are really easy, guys. You could do it. You got it. Cosplay. If there's one thing I do want you to take away from this is that I'm not telling you not to cosplay. What I'm telling you is that you're gonna see a lot of shit. 
you're gonna see a lot of people who will say shit like, um, oh yeah, yeah, I exercise six days a week and I don't need anything at the convention because I'm gonna bloat. Don't listen to those people. They're not you. Do what you want to do. If you want to dress up as Sailor Moon, fucking dress up as Sailor Moon. If you want to dress up as one of the Yip Yip guys from the Muppets, fucking do it. Hell yeah. Please. I love you so much. And eat cheese fries while you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, please. Oh, don't buy them from the con, though. They're expensive. They will truly... You have to sell organs to get food at the convention. Bring yeah, water. there should be a restaurant nearby. Like, yeah, there's some. If there's one thing I've learned, it's that at a convention, if they sell food, it's going to be $83 for two french fries and a sip of water yeah. so just don't buy food at the convention don't do it but absolutely cosplay go enjoy meet people who like the same things you do talk to them online find out who they are and also if you if you run into anyone who tries to critique you over your cosplay saying um excuse me but the variant that you're dressed up as actually isn't that it's more of a mauve then what you can do is go thank you for that very important information my friends are over there i've got to go goodbye <laughs> because it's not your goal people love to shit on everybody else's day and at cons they're, you know, obviously they're going to be there. I think we all have an aunt who does that. It's like they're just going to be randomly everywhere in a convention and none of them will be related to you. So it's 10 times worse. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully, Jesus Christ, if you had like a cousin come up and go, so, um, uh, I like Sailor Mercury. And you'd be like, wow, I've got to go. We're never talking again. Um, oh, God. Yeah. I mean, depending on what state you live in. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at you, Alabama Comic Con. <laughs> Actually, to be fair, marrying marrying your cousin is legal in both of our states. So, <laughs> How dare you? How dare you disparage my hometown of... <laughs> Of not, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's fine. It's good. We're fine. We're, We're from the tri-state area. It's good. Yeah, yeah, guys. But uh, just have fun about it. Have fun. Um, specifically, like if you want to make fun of a cosplayer who's super, super beautiful and you know disgustingly pretty, do so. But amongst your friends, not online. Don't post about it. Don't tag them in it because then it's going to create a whole mess of problems. And um, at Yaya Han, I apologize. I'm not saying you're a shitty cosplayer. What I am saying is, is, is just own the things you own. Like. Like, just be like, hey, yeah, I, I had help with this costume. Or, I don't really know this series, but I thought this costume was pretty, so that's why I made it. Or, I I paid for my breasts. And that's... That's the main are, one. <laughs> yeah, all of these are fine things. Guys, the point of gatekeeping is dumb as hell, and nobody enjoys it. That's why we should just, like, open the gate, leave it open, and if somebody wants to come on in, come on in. Water's fine. We got lots of clear air, open spaces. Uh, there's a couple of weirdos in the corner. Don't look at them. They won't mind. <laughs> they got their waifu pillows. It's all good. Yeah, let them hug their pillows. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Mm. Imagine the smell, guys. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> and sweet dreams. Have a great night. <laughs> God, well, that was a really, that was a very, I'm, that was, that was a large amount of words spoken in 46 minutes. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm, I mean, like this, I'm actually quite happy that we took a second take of this because this was a lot more structured than the last one was. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because at the first time I was like, what am I angry at? What am I angry at? What am I angry at? And then like through the clearing of the haze, I was like, ha ha, uh, everything. You love it. <laughs> angry at everything, but also hopeful. And like, just a last message to like anyone who's, this is kind of like the takeaway of this whole podcast anyway, like as fandom elders um, isn't that horrible to think about <laughs> um, you're, you're saying lies the year is not 2020 the year is 2012 
I am, in fact, a 22-year-old, light, sprightly child. <laughs> oh, I was... I, I were, hate... 20. I was 20. I hated being 20. Um, but um, this is a general message to, like, younger people and also, like, people who are just delving into fandom. Really, just find your niche, be yourself, like, and find your people because yeah. fandom is... Interacting with large swaths of fandom can get pretty nasty, especially in online communities and especially mm -hmm. in these larger con contexts, definitely, because mm -hmm. there's an influx of opinions. But if you find your group, you're going to have a great time. Absolutely. And remember, it's okay to, like, like try out a bunch of different, like, sections of a fandom. Yeah. Like, go to a con with, like, one group of people, and maybe you don't like them. Maybe they did something that you weren't, like, chill with. It's okay. You don't have you don't have to become tied to someone just because you happen to cosplay in the same stuff as them. It is a okay to like spread your wings, find the 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 area of the world that you like cosplaying in, find the cons that you like going to, and find the people that you like cosplaying with. And sometimes it's just gonna be like a single thing. You'll just like being with you and maybe your significant other or your sister or your brother or your best friend. And that's all that matters. What matters is having fun. Don't treat it seriously. It's fun. It's really, truly fun. Like, it's not meant to be something that you stress over and cry about the night before a con. Yeah. If your costume's not ready the night before a con, don't wear it. Or wear it and don't stress because nobody is going to care as much as you do. And I speak from experience. Yeah, exactly. And, and I say this with the most, the biggest amount of love as a nerd myself. At the end of the day, you're still a nerd. And that's great. That's so good. <laughs> it's amazing. To be honest, best time to be a nerd right now. You can grow up. You're growing up with every video game system. And if you own a PS5, you're automatically the coolest kid in your class. Whereas if I owned a PS2, it was me and six other guys discussing things in sixth grade being like, so did you get uh, <laughs> Dark Souls? And you'd be like, yeah, with that game. <laughs> and... It's different. It's different now. It's a great time to be a nerd, guys. Spread your wings. Enjoy. There's a large, wide open pool of shit to like and dress up as. So do it. Yeah, exactly. But not now. Do it. I mean, do it at home. Take pictures. Just don't don't go out in public. Just so wait, whether, wait a few months. Whether cons happen next year or the year after that more safely, um, cosplaying is definitely going to be different. Um until things stabilize over the next few years, you know, people will be like makeup won't be as emphasized because people will probably still be wearing masks and, you know, there'll be distancing. Not as many people will be allowed in cons, but enjoy fandom as best you can and exactly. take advantage of virtual panels, whatever you can. Exactly. And if there's a con going on virtually that you can go to and enjoy, do it. Watch, watch, uh, you know, watch panels of things that you like and, and take pictures of the costumes that you make or the cosplays that you, the closet cosplays that you enjoy. Enjoy, enjoy it. It's, it's, it's a really su sucky time for millions of people right now. And the, the most enjoyment you can get, you should, you should do it. Exactly. So. And, and tag us in it and we'll just love you to death. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, that's it for this week. Next week we will cover something. <laughs> we will, we will. Megan's been watching a lot of shit, so. Uh, yes. It'll be a surprise, and it'll be a great surprise. And Megan, will. Megan will take us on a magical mystery tour. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> just imagine, guys! I've been watching this 384 episode, <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll just press mute, and you'll be like, "Wow, it was a great episode, guys!" <laughs> yeah, I know. Like me pressing mute and like cleaning my room. Um, so <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I would uh, never. Always wrapped attention for you. All right, well. I adore you. Uh, please stay safe, wear a mask, and this is not over yet. And uh, we love you. Bye. Bye.